This is The Two Halves with Amanda Shalala and Matt Lowe on ABC Grandstand Digital. Hello, I'm Amanda Shalala and welcome to this round 14 edition of The Two Halves. You can find us on digital radio or the podcast page on abc.net.au forward slash grandstand or hop over to iTunes, search Two Halves and you will find us. Today we're going to have a look at the big stories of the week. We'll preview all the round 14 fixtures and later on we'll speak to Windsor Wolves New South Wales Cup coach Garth Brennan. Brennan, joining me as always is my co-host Matt Logue from Rugby League Week. Matt, welcome. How are we Amanda? Afternoon everyone at home and uh, pumped for, for round 14 of the Telstra Premiership. Plenty of great games coming up. Plenty to look forward to but we'll start with a bit of the controversy of the week. There's always plenty around when it comes to the NRL. Now last night some allegations surfaced against the Canberra Raiders player Shandor Earl saying that he's under investigation by Asada for using peptides while he was at Penrith in 2011. This was from a news report. Now the Raiders have come out. Don Ferner has said the NRL has made it clear that if Asada brings forward evidence to issue an infraction notice then they will act immediately. This hasn't happened and we will not engage in any speculation before that. It is both unfair, improper and not an area I'd speculate on. And further to this, Earl himself said... I was shocked at the allegations raised last night and I absolutely deny any wrongdoing. My solicitors have already begun investigating defamation procedures. Matt, what do you make of all of this? Yeah, massive news for, for the game. Uh, the SADA investigation has sort of gone quiet for a couple of, you know, for a while and we weren't too sure where they were at with that. Obviously, we hit a few roadblocks with the Cronulla Sharks, but yeah, he's got on the front foot here, uh, Shandor, and he's going to take legal action, which is which is quite quite serious. In some respects, I think it sums up the Asada investigation in terms of innocent before you you're, you're proven guilty. And I think San, Shandor might even set a bit of a precedent where players, other players who have been linked to this, yeah. may do similar things. It's massive to have those sorts of allegations levelled against you. So we'll watch that one with a lot of interest. Someone who we do know is guilty, James Tarmo, the North Queensland Cowboys and New South Wales prop. He was caught driving unlicensed and four times over the legal limit. So he's going to face court to face criminal charges with that. But he has also received a penalty from the NRL's integrity unit in conjunction with the Cowboys. He'll miss two games. He's going to miss the Cowboys game against the Dragons tonight, as well as State of Origin too. On top of that, the NRL Integrity Unit decided to slap him with a $20,000 fine. So Cowboys coach Neil Henry says the club was fine with the suspension but didn't necessarily agree with the fine as well. He's obviously uh, quite remorseful and um, you know it's, it's an error of judgment and uh, he's not the only Australian that's uh, made that error of judgment but he's a high-profile pro- high guy and with that goes responsibility. So certainly it's attracted a lot of media, negative media attention but... Um, uh, we can only, uh, well, we will support him and uh, he'll get through it. And uh, he's uh, got his penalties and he's, he's going to miss out on a you know, on a game for his club he dearly likes to play for and, and representing his state in the state of origin. And, um, you know, it's just a shame that, um, you know, we agreed to, you know, and, and instrumental in, in talking about that to, to the integrity unit. And I suppose they've come over the top and hit him with another 20000 on top of that. So uh, that that's uh, disappointing from our perspective and from my perspective as a coach. But... Uh, we'll get on with it and uh, get on with the season. Cowboys coach Neil Henry there. Matt, what do you think of the penalty? Is it fair enough? Absolutely. I think the NRL integrity unit have drawn a line in the sand and they've set a precedent. This sort of behaviour, no matter if you're a rugby league player, no matter who you are, yeah. four times over the legal limit is very serious. The ramifications of that, 
there could be deaths. So, you know, they had to get on the front foot here. And I think I applaud the NRL Integrity Unit and the NRL for doing this. I thought Neil Henry probably summed it up in his opening few sort of sentences there when he said, well, he's an NRL player. uh, He's got a responsibility. Yeah. I think, you know, no matter who you are, very serious. So I think the fine and everything, the suspension, I think it's perfectly fine. And going forward, it's now set a precedent. I think you've said it all there. And it's good to see the NRL Integrity Unit really making its mark. It came into effect this year and it's showing that any bad behaviour will not be tolerated at all. So I think, as you said, it will set a precedent. And now players really know if they muck up at all, well, they're going to be in serious trouble and things like that. It's not only hurting yourself, but potentially, you know, he could have crashed to hurt other people. So it's good to show him the error of his ways. And to his credit, he's accepted it. He knows he's done wrong and he's going to try and move on with it. Now let's look at the ramifications for New South Wales because the State of Origin team will be picked this weekend for Game 2 for the Blues and for the Maroons. What do you think the Blues will do? Laurie Daly spoke the other day and he was very cagey, didn't give too much away, which is classic Laurie. He spoke about the need for maybe experience up there at Suncorp Stadium. New South Wales haven't won a second game in Brisbane for, I think, seven years. So it's, it's a long, long time. You may go with the experience of someone like a Willie Mason who would love that environment up there at Suncorp. They don't they don't like the Blues. I think Willie would revel in that. He'll be like the Nate Miles of the yes, Blues team. Yes, yeah, he might take a bit of attention <laughs> off Paul Gallen. Or they might go with a young bloke by the name of Aaron Woods. Yeah. You know, he's been in the press. He's been in great form for a West Tigers side who have struggled with injury, and he's stood up most weeks. So I think he's got a lot of fans as well, Aaron Woods. There's a lot of ex-players and current players who are huge fans. So at the moment, I'd lean towards Aaron Woods, but you never know. Laurie might go with experience and someone like a an Aiden Tolman as well at the Bulldogs. He's just a workman-like player, and I think he suit origin down to the ground. I really hope that they do go for Aaron Woods. I think it's the time for New South Wales. You have to look to the future. Willie Mason, if he plays, this would probably be his only game. He's not going to play next year. I don't see any point in that at all. Blood a youngster like Woods. And I'd like to see another big man on the bench as well in favour of Josh Reynolds. He didn't do anything wrong in game one, but that's because he didn't play. So I think we need someone who's actually going to get some minutes. What about the Maroons? Do you see them making changes? Yeah, they may. Josh Papali may come into the side there. Obviously, Ben Hannett, I believe he, he'll be right. He'll be injury-free and ready to go, and he's put his hand up to play. I don't think the Maroons need to change too much, but I do think Hannett will provide a bit of starch up front. You know, I think that's where they were outplayed in Game 1. I think Dave Shillington, he'll be better for the run. I think the Maroons, they'll be fired up, and we all know they will be. Yeah. Plenty of press after Origin 1 with Paul Gallen at Public enemy number one up there in Queensland. Caxton Street will be buzzing. Bring it on. I can't wait. It's going to be a very tough task for the Blues, and you'll be there at that game, Matt. Very excited, I'm sure, about it. That will be in a couple of weeks, and next week on the show we'll have a full preview of Origin 2. But for the moment, next up we'll preview Round 14 of the NRL. You're listening to The Two Halves with Amanda Shalala and Matt Logue. Grandstand NRL replays. NRL replay. Sound gets a long pass. Miss the footy, or just want to relive your side's great win from the last round? Tune your digital radio to ABC Grandstand. Get replays of the footy on weekdays. He chips the ball over the top and oh! takes it by time. And you can also listen live online at abc.net.au/grandstand. Replays of NRL Grandstand Digital. The Two Halves Friday with Amanda Shalala and Matt Logue on ABC Grandstand Digital. 
And if you ever want to get in touch with us, you can always use Twitter at ABC Grandstand, at Amanda Shalala or at MattLogue7. We'd love to hear from you. Okay, round 14 of the NRL kicks off tonight with two games. The Seagulls will take on the Bulldogs in the Battle of Brookvale Oval at 7.35pm. Manly stinging from a loss last week. Matt, how do you see this one? They're in a bit of a hole, the Seagulls. A huge game for them. Obviously missing Brett Stewart. Peter Hiku, he's a New Zealander who's done a great job for the Seagulls at fullback, but he's no Brett Stewart. I don't think many people are. The Bulldogs, they'll go to, to Brookvale with a, a lot of confidence. They got a, a great win there last year. And admittedly, the Bulldogs probably aren't the side that they were last year, but I think they're starting to find some form. Ben Barber, I think he scored three tries from four games at that venue over there on the Northern Beaches. So no, I, I think the Dogs can cause an upset here. I think it's a really, really crunch game. And, and both sides... They, they're just so physical. I yeah. think that's what's going to make this game so exciting. Yeah, they're absolutely going to rip into each other. I think the Seagulls will really be hurting from that loss, going up against Dez again. Uh, but I, I do think they'll get the goods at the Brookvale Fortress. I would go with Manly in that one. Now, the other game tonight will be at Wynn Stadium, the Dragons versus the North Queensland Cowboys, also at 7.35pm. Now, the Dragons have decided to keep Jamie Soward in the New South Wales Cup, playing for the Illawarra Cutters for the second week in a row. And Dragons captain Ben Cray says all the players support the decision. Yeah, the senior play group and Pricey spoke earlier in the week about um, the reason behind um, Pricey and the coaching staff asking Soward to play for the Cutters. Um, He's given us uh, the reasons and and the playing group fully supports him. Um, um, Pricey and the the coaching staff uh, have have the best interests of the club at heart and uh, now into the future, so um, yeah, we support him 100%. I spoke to him last week. Uh, he's pretty upset, as you would be. Um, he's been a big part of our club for a, for a very long time. Um, I'm good mates with him, like most of the guys are here. Uh, we've been through a lot of good times together. Uh, played in some big games, uh, Origin, um, and also the grand final win too. You know, so um, it's, it's tough for him at the moment, um, like it would be for any player in that position. Dragons skipper Ben Cray there. It's a big call in the first instance to drop Jamie Soward, but Steve Price has decided to keep him there for a second week in a row. What do you think of that decision, Matt? Yeah, clearly it says that Jamie's mindset's not there, and it's a bit of a statement from the Dragons and Steve Price that they're going to the future. Reports surfacing during the week that Jamie is looking to maybe play out the rest of the year in the English Super League before coming back and starting his contract with the Penrith Panthers. So I think it's a good move by, by the Dragons. It's a ballsy one because you know he's a good player. But if the facts are there that Jamie's mindset's not there and going forward it's going to be detrimental to the team, then I applaud the decision. What it does mean for the Dragons, though, is that Nathan Fien has to take on a lot of the kicking duties, which he did last weekend and did so very well. But he was essentially the sole kicker in general play for the Dragons. So it puts a lot of pressure on him. He's an experienced player. Hopefully he's able to handle that again. Looking at the Cowboys, we've already mentioned James Tamo. He won't be there. JT injured. I mean, what do you think about uh, the Cowboys' outfit? Their season goes on the line, I have no doubt. Like It's, it's a big call to say this early, but... They're down there with the cellar dwellers, the Parramatta Eels, the West Tigers, and both those sides certainly don't have the calibre of talent that the North Queensland Cowboys do. I'm expecting a big performance from them tonight. I really think they'll fire up. Jonathan Thurston comes back into the team. It, baby, will he be 100% though? Yeah, that's the thing. I think he'll be buoyed by the, the baby girl during the week, him and his yeah. wife. I think he'd love that. But the, the groin, that's the issue. Yeah. So I, I think the Cowboys will need him to be at his best because the Dragons down there in Wollongong got a great record. And we saw last week against Newcastle, they'll hang in a contest, the Dragons, and 
They've got the X Factor now, Josh Dugan, who may get a, a recall to the Blues side. Well, what do you think about that? Does he deserve a call-up? Would he be the right man to fill that number one jersey if Jared Hayne doesn't recover in time? Yeah, I think he is. I really do. Like it's, it's an amazing story when you think about it that Josh Dugan could be in a New South Wales side with Blake Ferguson. It was only months ago they were roof buddies. Just don't let them socialise together. Yeah, like yeah. A, what an amazing story. But look, he's ticked the boxes. He's proved to the Dragons that he can play good football and, and impress them off the field. And he's a key to the Dragons' success. He scored that match winner against the Knights. Yeah. and He beat about four players. Uh, it was his pure class. So I think he's what the Blues need. I think he's what the Dragons need. But a big game for the Cowboys tonight. Yeah, I think certainly will be a big clash. The Dragons have a very good record in Wollongong, though, so I'll stick with them in that one. Now, the Raiders will be taking on the Panthers at Canberra Stadium on Saturday night at 5.30. I'm liking the Raiders, Matt. I'm liking what I see. Even though the Panthers, they, they had that upset loss to the Tigers last week before then. They were doing quite well. Yeah, well, I was sitting at home on Monday night watching the, the green machine at their best. Yeah. Jeez, they were good to watch. Like, Admittedly, the Broncos are in a bit of a hole, but... The green... In broken play, they're sensational. Oh, it's a shame that Edric Lee's now. I think he's out for a couple. I think a couple of months yeah. with an injury there. That's a shame because geez, he was good on the flanks. Terry Campisi, he's not running the ball as much, but his passing game and his kicking game is unbelievable. And yeah, they're a bit of a dark horse, I think. If they can be all fit at the back end, they should be too strong for the Panthers. A bit of a hiccup last week. The Panthers, they had the, the Tigers on toast, and they, they came back really well there. The Tigers, so. The Panthers will be hoping for a win, but I don't think Canberra. I think they're shooting for 10 straight at home as well. So they should be too good. This is something we'll talk about with Garth Brennan, the Windsor Wolves coach, a little later on. But we should touch on it. Matt Moylan, he'll be coming back into the Panthers' side after being left out last week because of a salary cap issue. So you know, how much of a boost is that for them to have him back? Oh, it's huge. He's been one of the success stories of the year. I don't know that he'll get the Dallium Rookie of the Year, but he might get close. He'll get a mention. Now, he, he's been fantastic. Dominated for Windsor for a lot of years now, and it's, it's proof that there are uh, there are a lot of there is a lot of talent out there at the foot of the mountains. And I think going forward, he's certainly a player that will feature in the Penrith side for a lot of years. I'm going to stick with the Rays on this one, like you, Matt. I think they'll be too strong at home. Now on Saturday night at 7:30, the Sharks will be facing the Eels at Shark Stadium. And the Eels, they had a bit of a rocky week last week with Ricky Stewart letting a lot of players go, but Parramatta co-captain Tim Manners says the morale is still high in the camp. You know, in terms of turning up and being professional, everyone's definitely doing that. Um, you know, guys here that had their names you know, called out the other day, they're still turning up the right attitude tonight, today, and I think that's a real, you know, um, real credit to them and to their character. One of those players will be playing this week. Rennie Matua, he decided not to run out for the Eels last week. That was a massive call to sit yourself out for a game because essentially he was disgruntled, I guess, and a bit upset. What did you think of that whole situation? Yeah, amazing, really. like Unprecedented in some respects that normally if a, a team wanted to get rid of players, they'd call them in one by one and would say, all right, you're not here next year. But to be you know, on an overhead projector and your name's up there survivor style, the, the players were far from happy. But I think something had to happen at Parramatta, and I applaud Ricky Stewart. He had to do it. It was old school. He doesn't apologise for it. It's almost a toughen-up sort of act for the players. And, and I think going forward, it's what had to happen. I believe he told Rennie Matsua, you're at the back end, your heart's not really in it. I think retirement's looming. He didn't like it, so he didn't turn up to training. The following day, but he did on Matt on the game, on the game, and he uh, he did the warm up with the players, and it really gave them a boost. I believe the West Tigers are interested in Rennie now, and, and talking to the players, 
it's just the way it is. It's unfortunate. I believe Chris Sandow got emotional, hit up the front of the, the meeting room in tears when his mates were told they were no wow. longer going to be there. So it's unprecedented, but it, something has to happen, and Parramatta desperately need a clean out. Yeah, Matt Keating talked about it, and he was very professional about it. He said, I have no problem with it. That's rugby league. I'm used to it, and now I have time to look for somewhere else to go. But what about this game? Can the Eels get a win, or will the Sharks be too strong? It's tough. They got up last week, I thought, they outclassed in the end by the Roosters, yeah. but they certainly got up for the fixture. This is a big test the second week on. Cronulla, welcome back, skipper Paul Gallen. It's down there in the Shire. I'll stick with the Sharks. I just don't think Parramatta have got it in them. Especially without Jared Hayne, their best player, undoubtedly. I think it'll be very hard for the Eels to get the victory down there. All right, up next, we're going to look at the rest of the round 14 fixtures on the two halves. The Bell Lap on ABC Grandstand. Oh, damn it. Missed it again. If you've missed a show on Grandstand Digital, don't worry. You can go online and listen again. And listen again. Simply log on to abc.net.au slash grandstand and click on the audio link. So if you miss a show, you know where to go. abc.net.au slash grandstand. ABC Grandstand. This is The Two Halves on ABC Grandstand Digital. Amanda Shalala and Matt Logue with you. You can always go to the website, abc.net.au forward slash grandstand to catch up on the program. Let's look at the rest of the round 14 fixtures now. Sunday at 2pm, the Rabbitohs will be taking on the Titans at Barlow Park in Cairns, a little bit of a different location. The rugby, the NRL going way up north. Now, Sam Burgess, the Rabbitohs forward, believes that Dave Taylor will have a really big impact for the Titans. I think there's really... Um, you know, he's had a good sort of couple of weeks, couple of games together. Uh, I think missing Origin, uh, you know, probably spurred him on a little bit. Um, we all know what Dave can do. He's, uh, he's a great player. He's got some great skills and, you know, he's a big, powerful man. So, you know, he's, uh, he's certainly going to be a handful on, on Sunday. Matt, how do you think these two teams will go slugging it out in the hot conditions of Cairns? Yeah, it'd be interesting to sort of see. They're so used to Sydney. We've had a lot of rain and it's starting to get a little bit colder, but the weather up there a little bit, will be a little bit warmer. I'm looking forward to it. I think South Sydney, it'd be interesting to see how they back up after after a couple of weeks where they sort of dropped off. They played, the Sharks got beaten, and then I thought against Newcastle and understrength Newcastle, they, they just got over the line. Big test against a Gold Coast side. I rate highly. I think great news during the week. They've got a couple of players back in the mix. Obviously, Ashley Harrison, and they've got their origin stars back. So Nate Miles is there as well. So I think it'd be a great clash of the in the forwards. But you'd think South would be too strong. They're just too classy. And with Greg Inglis back at fullback, I mean, it'd be hard to beat. And I think you like to put on a show in front of the Cairns faithful as well. Do you think Dave Taylor can try and force his way into that Maroon side with a big performance against the ladder leaders? Yeah, interesting. It was interesting on the, on the footy show the other night. I think they asked, you know, do you think Dave Taylor can play Origin? And Bo Ryan just came out and said no. It was, it was, quite, it was, it was quite honest, but I, I applaud him for that. I honestly don't think so. I think he's got all the skills there, but he really needs to get a patch of good form going. I think there are too many players ahead of him at the moment. I think the Bunnies will be well up for this one, particularly GI after a bit of an underwhelming performance in Origin 1 where he didn't see much of the ball. He'll be raring to go and they'll want to put on a big show for the people of Cairns. Sunday at 3pm, we'll see the Melbourne Storm take on the Knights in Melbourne. The big talking point all week has been Craig Gower. He's been brought over to the Knights from the Super League and the Knights coach, Wayne Bennett, talked a little bit about just how he lured Gower over. 
one of the good things you're a journalist did, you put in the paper that he was available. And yeah. I happened to read that article, very seldom read. I was sitting in the airport. I don't. I was bored. I was sitting in the airport and I saw the sports section in the back of the paper. I thought, oh, I'm have a look at that, see what the hell is going on. There's a little piece at the end saying Craig Gow's wanting to come back to Australia. I rang Matt Gidley straight away. Said, said, Matt, we need to make a phone call. Well, he just played last week in the UK and he's been playing all season, hasn't missed a game, so uh, I've got to assume he's in pretty good shape. We brought Alan Langer back once for an Origin game and he stood up pretty good, so I think this guy will stand up. He didn't want to finish his career at, at that point over there and um, I'm sure he's pretty nervous about it all. And, but you know, the champions are like that, they like to challenge themselves and they don't invariably let themselves down, so I'm pretty confident he'll, he'll deliver for us. Knights coach Wayne Bennett proving that not all journos are bad. Sometimes we can be a little bit useful, Matt. Uh, Craig Gower hasn't been named this week, but is he going to play? Yeah, I believe he'll come into the halfback spot for, for the Knights. Uh, he'll also join Akila Uate, who will return from injury. And some talk that Danny Badiris will make his long-awaited comeback from, a, from a back injury. So mm. particularly against a Melbourne side in Melbourne where they've had no luck. I think their last win in Melbourne, the Newcastle Knights, was in 2004 and just on Wayne Bennett, then I think that was so refreshing to hear. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a laugh. He was joking around, and you know they've got a lot of criticism. The Knights that it's now the NRL's new retirement home. There's so many blokes over thirty. You got Craig Gow, Willie Mason. You know it's pretty crazy stuff. Jeremy Smith, Bedsy, yeah. Bedsy, yeah. So like going forward, I think the Knights have got I think five home games to finish the year. It's a big test to see how these older blokes go uh, against some of the best in the NRL. And Wayne Bennett also did mention that you know, he did something similar with Alan Langer and bringing him back for origin from England, and it worked beautifully, albeit you know, it wasn't for the rest of the season. But, but could it have a similar sort of effect? Could Gower be the turning point for the Knights? Oh, I think so. I think he apparently at training he was he was really enthusiastic and it has that passion there. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's a great story. Uh, I think everyone should get down to Amy Park or tune in to ABC in particular and, and, and see how he goes. I think it'll be, it's exciting. He hasn't been here for a lot of years and there are a lot of other players in the NRL, I'm sure, that are excited about seeing how Craig goes too. Uh, despite all of that, I do think the Storm will win that one. Sunday at 6.30pm, the Roosters taking on the Warriors at the Sydney Football Stadium. The Warriors uh, will have a, a lot of a lot to take out of last week's win over Manly, but surely the Roosters will still be too strong. You'd like to think so. The Warriors have turned the corner. I think three, win, three wins on the trot, and they're playing exciting football, big forwards, and Sean Johnson's going well. But the Roosters at home, they've proved a formidable force, and I'm expecting them to be too strong. Uh, yeah, I think the Roosters will win that one. Then Broncos will take on West's Tigers at Lang Park on Monday at 7pm. Okay, the Broncos have been diabolical in the last couple of weeks. The first game, you could have excused them missing their Origin Stars last week. It was pretty poor performance, so I can't believe I'm saying this, but maybe the Tigers will get an, well, it would be an upset because it's still at Lang Park, but geez, oh, what's going on with Brisbane? Yeah, it's it's a massive story. We've sort of been keeping, I suppose, close tabs on the Broncos all year, and they've they failed to really fire. They're really in need of a marquee player, I, be, I believe, going forward. Apparently, they're in talks with Ben Barber, and they were in talks with Albert Kelly, but he re-signed with the Gold Coast Titans. So it's up there in Brisbane. I think they should win at, win at Lang Park. The Tigers shooting for three in a row, but I doubt it. Up next on the two halves, we're going to speak to Windsor Wolves coach Garth Brennan. This is the two halves. ABC Grandstand. On ABC Grandstand Digital. 
It's not often on the two halves that we get to delve into the New South Wales Cup, so it's a very warm welcome to Windsor Wolves coach Garth Brennan. Garth, thank you very much for joining us. Firstly, we should ask you about young Matt Moylan. He did play in your team last week uh, with a bit of disappointment, I guess, because of this salary cap issue where he didn't get to play first grade. How did he handle that? Yeah, good afternoon, first of all. Um, yeah, no, Matt, Matt handled like a real professional. He was obviously disappointed at the start when he first heard the uh, the call that he had to go back and play New South Wales Cup. But um, in real, uh, opposed to some of his character up, he went out and was probably our best player on the field last weekend. So that was always a pleasing thing for us to see. Welcome, Garth. I suppose this really highlights a bigger issue in the game at the moment with this second-tier salary cap that we've got your NRL squad and you've got a number of players that play New South Wales Cup and like Matty, it's a great story. He's talented enough to get his chance at the NRL. Then he gets sort of, I suppose, and the club gets penalised because of a salary cap situation. Does it highlight how important it is going forward that we really need to raise the profile of the New South Wales Cup? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, it's crazy that we've got a situation where we were encouraging clubs to develop their own players and um, we go and do that, and uh, Rob's a young guy of an opportunity of progressing through and playing in RL. You know, I mean, you put all the hard work into um, these players to, from such a young age, um, and you know, we don't want to be a club to see them go out and poach other players from other clubs. We want to develop our own, and I think the salary cap, the way it is at the moment, um, restricts us to be able to do that. You know, so um, hopefully, we know we're starting to increase the profile out here at Penrith with our with our New South Wales Cup side with what we've done, and and we want to start fast tracking some of these young kids. But um, the salary cap, the way it stands at the moment, is preventing us from doing that. Well, can you tell us a bit about some of those young kids? We all know about Matt Moylan, but who are some of the other youngsters out there? You know, Penrith, born and bred, or from the region that have really been impressing you this year? Yeah, well, I suppose I've been coaching the NYC side for about eighteen months before I moved up into the New South Wales Cup side, and. Since uh, the restructure of what Phil's done out here, um, there's been six NYC eligible players have pushed up and played New South Wales Cup in the last six weeks. So, I mean, that's pleasing. We've seen some of these talented young kids progress and the likes of uh, Bryce Cartwright. You know, the Cartwright name is pretty famous out here at Penrith and uh, Bryce is someone we see has got some real potential going forward and he's born and bred in Penrith and there's no more Penrith than what uh, the Cartwrights are. So... Um, he's one that's been really impressive since he's, he's, he's stood up and, and moved up. The other one's another familiar name in Penrith, and that's uh, George Jennings. Um, obviously, a, a younger brother to Michael. Um, very much a, a Penrith name, the Jennings as well. And, and he's one, since he's moved up to New South Wales Cup, he's just slotted straight in, and, and he, he looks like he belongs. One of the guys that is impressing, and it's perhaps the, the story of the year, Garth, is Etu Nabali, the Fijian flyer, I believe, Andrew Johns and Brad Fittler, they did their mission over to Fiji last year and, you know, they're walking into the hotel lobby there and the bloke carrying their, their bags, you know, solid built lad, and they're thinking, oh, you know, this bloke can, could, could play rugby league for sure. They go out to a local park, he has a run around, they impress, and he gets a gig with, with the Penrith Panthers and Windsor. Uh, how's he been? And, and if he doesn't end up playing NRL, it's a, it's a fantastic story. Oh, it's a great story. If he ends up playing NRL... I'd, uh, I'd I'd hate to see Brad Fittler and, and Joey getting around. They'd be like uh, two proud parents watching their newborn walk for the first time. <laughs> I, I think, um, yeah, look, it's, an, it's a great story. You know, Eto's um, really impressed since he's, since he's arrived over here. He's very raw. He's a lot of, and there's a lot of work to be done. There's, there's a lot of uh, coaching needs to go into him, which is what we're, we're trying to do out here. 
Um, but you see it, uh, you know, I think he's second on the lead in try scorers in New South Wales Cup in his first year, which which is certainly uh, speaks volumes of how fast he's progressing. Um, he's got all the attributes. He's, he's very tall, and for a winger, he's fast. He can catch a high ball. Um, he just needs a little bit of fine-tuning in the, in, the, um, in the other areas of rugby league. And, look, we're working on that, and he's, he's certainly a work in progress, but an exciting work in progress. We're speaking to Garth Brennan, the Windsor Wolves coach on the two halves. Garth, when do you think Etu might be NRL-ready? Will it come this season or maybe next season? Um, well, look, if he keeps progressing the way he has, I'm, I'm not saying it won't be this year. You know, he's, I mean, we're only around, we're halfway through the season and, and the way he's progressed so far has, has surprised all of us, really. Um, you know, if he keeps improving, who knows? It may be this year, but um, I mean, more realistically, we're probably looking at maybe next year sometime. But um, in saying that, if he keeps progressing the way he is, I wouldn't rule out an opportunity later in the year, that's for sure. It's been a tough couple of weeks for Windsor, up near the top of the table. You now slip to fourth and a big clash at home against the Auckland Vulcans. Yeah, it has. You know, it's, I've sort of, this has uh, been uh, taken over about six weeks now. And, and I said right from the start, we're a work in progress. And um, I really wanted to work hard on our defence. Um, I watched them early on in the year. I think they played a game against the Tigers in round two that was 44-42. And that doesn't sit well with me as a coach. You know, I'm very defence orientated because... I think defence um, indicates what the attitude of the football team's like. Um, we played the Tigers the other week and we, we restricted them to two tries. So I think we've certainly moved forward um, over the last two months. But I'd like us to think we're still a fair way away from where we need to be and hopefully you know, we can make that semi-final series and be starting to get where we need to be around, sep- around September, hopefully. So that's the plan. Garth Brennan, Windsor Wolves coach, thank you very much for joining us and good luck this weekend. That is all the time we have for On the Two Halves today. Matt Logue, my wonderful co-host, thank you for your insights as always. Check the website abc.net.au forward slash grandstand for the schedule of all games and to catch up with us, we'll talk to you next week.